Yo, what is good, everyone? It's your boy, CJ the Dunn. And you cannot say CJ without putting a Dunn in it. And this is the Off the Wall podcast where off the wall topics and questions are being asked and answered. And check your motherfucking feelings at the door. <clears throat> now, before we get started, I'd like to give an unto God. If it wasn't for God, we would not be here at all. Second, I'd like to thank the people that's in the United States, Germany, India, Poland, Canada, Australia, Ireland, Malta, South Africa, Nigeria, United Kingdom, Brazil, um, Morocco, Mexico, Ukraine, Ecuador, Norway, and Spain. I just got Spain. Well, we just got Spain probably like two days ago. I, I checked it, and I said, man, look at God. Last year, I had seven countries listen to me. Now I have... 18. So a big shout out to y'all. And I just want to do another shout out. Shout out to everyone that's listening. Shout out to the people that support me genuinely uh, behind the camera. And shout out to those who genuinely rock with me. And I want to say thank you to all the men and women that put their life on the line when it comes to uh, the army and on top of the army. Um, and on top of the army, um, you got people that's working in the landmine, the landmine, the all hard working jobs. You know, shout out to everyone that is working, you know, hard working jobs that's doing what you need to do to feed your family. Um, I got a lot of topics to talk about, but. I'm asking God and the Holy Spirit to use me as I try to fit in as much as I can because I got to educate y'all in half of, for those that don't know, my podcast listeners are nothing. I wouldn't say nothing, but it's 50% of men and 22% of young ladies. So I got to make sure I'm doing the right things and impacting and affecting y'all the right way. And, uh, yeah. But I want to just talk to y'all about, like, the spirit of discernment. I don't know if y'all ever heard of that before. Um, I was new to it a couple months ago. I didn't know what uh, spiritual discernment was until I listened to a pastor named uh, Bishop Dale Bronner. Bronner and... um, is it Bronner or Broner? And um, he was just saying, like, spirit of discernment is asking God, basically directing your path on wherever you go. And it's like wisdom, but you know how you walk into a room and you can feel the energy off or you can feel like you're welcome? That's like a spirit of discernment. It's like your intuition is really not intuition. It's the spirit that God gave you to pick up. Okay, God, should I be here? Give me a sign. You either going to get a feeling in your stomach or it's just everything in the room is going to be off. And I didn't know what spiritual discernment was, like I said, until like a couple months ago, because I'll put myself in certain places that I knew that I wasn't supposed to be there, but I did it anyway. 
and I had to go through certain trials and tribulations because I didn't pay attention to the signs that God was giving me. For an example, when I was supposed to go back home, I was supposed to go back home, but I didn't listen to God. I didn't listen to my spirit. And it was telling me to go. And I was saying, like, I'm going to go home. But I end up staying for, like, another three weeks, close to a month. And so I went through what God wanted me to go through at that time. So I had to go through some things. And then it took me that second week to realize, dang, I'm going through this because I should have listened to my gut. I should have listened to God. But I didn't. I was young last year. I was young, y'all. Like, I was 24. And I'm not saying I'm not young, because I am. But I'm getting wiser to know that <clears throat> I know what spiritual discernment is. Now, I'm not saying, like, I'm just a king of spirit, uh, spirit uh, having a spirit of discernment. But I'm getting better of acknowledging, like, where I'm supposed to be. You know, like, staying within God's grace, you know. Um a lot of people don't know what that is, you know. Um, it, it took me it, it took me a while and it took me time to really understand what spiritual discernment is. Because you can put yourself in situations to where you think you belong there. But whole time, your spirit is off. So you're not going to be comfortable. Even though you're around the people that you say you love or that love you. It's something inside of your body or your spirit, whatever it is that God is using, is not going to be off. If it, if you're not supposed to be there, God is going to make sure that you get a clear sign to say, like, hey, look, I ain't going to be here. I don't supposed to be here. All right. So, God, show me when to move. How many how many uh, how long do I got? When, where should I go? You know what I'm saying? That's like spiritual discernment. It's like an instinct. It's like, oh, snap. I need to make this left because I see this car coming. You know? It's like that. I really can't explain it. But make sure you, if you don't know where you're going in life, ask God for discernment. Discern the people that you have around you. Like, dang, is this person really helping me get to where I need to be? Is this person making my life better like a relationship? That relationship is supposed to build you into the man or woman that God called you to be. Yeah, break it down. Relationship. A ship is to where? It's to what? It's to guide you and it's to keep you on the right track, right? You know what I'm saying? You can fall asleep on the ship, depending on what type of ship you got. But the ship is supposed to guide you. And it's supposed to... I, I, I want to say build character because you're out there in the ocean. You know, you're going you're gonna to go through a lot of things, and that's a part of a relationship. You're going to go through a lot. You're going to see um, certain storms that you thought you was prepared for, but you're really not. So you got to go through certain storms so you can get to the point to where you need to be. Now, I said that to say this. Asking, ask God whatever relationship you're in or if you're trying to get into a relationship, is this someone you want me to be with? I ask God every time, like, all right, God, if this person is not for me, remove them out of my life. And I promise you, every time I ask God that, 
it's so crazy how fast he moves. So crazy. And it's like, that person gone. It's not like dead, but it's like, that person out of my life. I don't got to worry about them. Like, they're not hitting my phone up. I'm not texting them back. You know, ask God for a spiritual discernment because it can keep you out of a lot of trouble. It can keep you out of a lot of trouble. I don't know if y'all have felt like this before, but I've been seeing a lot of things lately. I was explaining to God, like, God, everywhere I go now, even these past couple of months, even before then, I see things as if I already been there. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm crazy, but everywhere that I have been, I have seen myself there before. I can be at Walmart and I can see myself picking up that item. Y'all get what I'm saying? Y'all get what I'm saying? I know some people say chosen ones, you know, and I feel like it's 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 something to do with that as well. <clears throat> but I ask God, like, God, what is it that I'm seeing certain numbers? Like, I see 222. I see 111. I see 1111. Uh, I see five five five. I see nine nine nine. I see three three three. I see these numbers every day, and it's not like I'm doing it on purpose. For an example, I seen one eleven today, and I seen two 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 a couple of uh, hour ago, and it's like I'm not doing it on purpose. So I look up what this means. So. I try to figure out like the Bible way because I don't want to invite spirits or invite certain things into my life, you know, and it could be like, you know, um, astrology or whatever. I'm not trying to bring those type of demons into my life. So I looked it up and basically it's saying like the angels are around you. And then someone told me, they said that that means the devil is near. I say, what? I said, what does that mean? She was like, if the devil is near, that means you're doing something right. So I'm like, hold on, that's kind of scary. You know what I'm saying? For somebody to say the devil is near. Because she said she had the same thing. Like, she sees certain things. And I was like, bro, is that demonic? She was like, nah, I just looked through it, you know, on online and the Bible way or whatever. And she figured out what she's getting from that scripture or that verse. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not tripping. But, y'all, when I tell y'all, if I was to walk outside, I promise y'all I'd have seen that before. I promise you I'd, I would have seen it before. Like, the, the company that I'm at, every, every stop that I've been to, I have seen that stop before. I have seen that house. I have seen that house before. And it's crazy. And I used to tell the mother of my child, I be like, hey, I ain't gonna lie, I just seen this before. She was like, you see stuff all the time. And then I'd be like, hey, she'd be like, let me guess, you seen it. I'd be like, yes, I seen this before. And I'd be asking my I'd be asking myself, then I ask God, like, God, what is it? Like, what is you trying to tell me? What do I need to keep my eyes open to? And how do I move about it? So I just literally stop and I say, all right, God, I've seen this before. Direct my path. Because it's scary, but it's not scary because it's like I speak life into it. 
But I don't know how to explain it. I could sound crazy to y'all. I could sound crazy. But I see certain things before it happened. Like, real talk. I see certain things. I could be around somebody for probably like three days. And I can see how they going to move from that day forward. And then when we actually around each other, I can see what, how it's kind of going to go. I can't explain it. I can't explain it, y'all. I promise you I can't explain it. If I can explain it the way it's in my head, then y'all will understand. But, like, I know it's some people out there, there's somebody that's listening that understand what I'm talking about. That's understand what I'm talking about because I be feeling like I be tripping because I see certain numbers. I see, I see 222. And I don't know, ever since I've seen this movie, 222, if y'all haven't seen this, it, basically about like what I'm, uh, what I be seeing is like you see things before it happened, but they 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 change the bad outcome. It's like it was something supposed to happen at this time. Everything started getting slower, and you got a certain amount of time to make things right before the bad thing actually happens. But for me, I see it, and I just speak, and I pray against it. And it's like, okay, God, I've seen this before. So I just stop automatically, automatically, and I just start praying. And then I just start speaking life. I just say, all right, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this to happen. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing that not, allowing that not to happen into my life. Y'all, I could sound crazy, and I might sound crazy to y'all, but I might sound crazy. But I promise you, I'm not tripping. I be seeing certain things. I see signs. I see it before it happens. And I can just stop myself. I be like, bro, I've seen this before. And I, I ask God, like, God, am I in a Bible somewhere? Like, are you telling me I'm this person? I'm this person? I don't know what it is. But, like, I see certain things before it happens. I don't, I can't explain it. But you just have to understand to know where I'm coming from. You know? Because everybody have different gifts. And I don't know what this is, but I like I see certain things. I see certain things. Um, to all the men and women that's out or that's listened to my podcast, that's been listening to my podcast. It is okay to be lost for a while and then to go find yourself. Sometimes you got to take that year and go find yourself. I had to do that. Like I said, I was house to house, you know, sleeping on people's beds, uh, not beds, but sleeping on people's couches and, you know, futons. So I had to go ghost for a while to figure myself out, to figure out, like, what is it that I need to do to be in a better position? Like, do I got to work here? Do I got to work there? It is okay if you lost, if you 18 all the way up to 44, whatever your age is. It is okay to be lost because not everybody figure it out in that time frame. Sometimes it takes people years to get to where they need to be. I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get everything together because I don't have everything together. There's certain things that I beat myself up about, like, dang, I need to call my son more. Even though I do five times a day, but sometimes I feel like, man, five times not enough. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe 
you know, maybe I need to go here, you know. But it is okay to be lost. If you got to go work that job to get to where you need to be, to get to where you need to be comfortable, do it, bro. Do it. Everybody has a different calling. Not everybody is in your life is meant to go along with you. Certain certain people are in your life for a season. And certain seasons, you can't take that person with you. You know what I'm saying? You can't take that person with you. You have to... Some people are just like your boosters. Some people are just going to help you get to where you need to be. But once you get to where you need to be, they can't come with you. They can't come along the journey with you. Because sometimes it can hinder your process. Or maybe that's... And if it's the Lord's will, it will happen. But if it's not his will, it won't happen. And you can't fight what's not God's will. Because if you're fighting what's God's will, then you're going to make your life even harder. You know, so whatever you wherever you working at, keep grinding. I think the best thing for me was getting kicked out three times and going back home and getting everything together and hitting ground zero and grinding all over again. I think that was the best thing for me. Like real talk, the best thing for me was getting kicked out. If I feel like. I feel like if I never got kicked out, I would have never learned my lesson. I probably would still try to figure out why this happened to me. You know, um, what did I do? Because I don't know about y'all, but like for me, I have a good heart and I always question certain things. Like, why would they do this to me? Why did person say it like this? Why are they looking at me like that? I take things personal. You know, I feel like everybody, not everybody has a good heart, but certain people that has a good heart, we take things personal. And it's hard to not say you can't take it personal because sometimes you're going to have, you got to be real with yourself. Really, all the time, you need to be real with yourself. Be real with yourself. You know, um, that's why I say whatever if you lost right now, it's okay to go ghost and go find yourself. Because eventually God is showing you why why you are alone. And alone is probably the best thing that I didn't learn. I didn't learn how to fully be alone until last year. And this year, you know, the friends that I did have they're not my friends anymore as far as like on that level. It's just a, a cool vibe, you know? It's a cool vibe. It's not, probably won't be close as we were before. And sometimes when God isolates you, it's for your, for your well-being and you got a bigger calling. So go ghost and figure yourself out. Take, give yourself a year. Go write, write down what you want to be and what you want to do. What do you want to what type of car you want to have, what type of house you want to have. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Habakkuk 2 and 2 talks about just writing your vision out plain and reading over it. So if you're lost at 18 and you're a single parent and you're trying to figure out life, it's okay to be lost because it's not going to take long for you to figure yourself out and get back into your groove. Because once you figure yourself out, you feel like you're getting that confidence again. You know who you are. You're not 
shy enough to go out and eat by yourself. You don't got to call nobody to make you feel wanted because you alone at a restaurant while everybody else um, at the restaurant. That's what you call self-care. That's when you understand it like, oh, this is who CJ really is. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. Like I said, it's okay to go ghost. It's okay to feel lost. It's okay to not know where you're going to go. You need those questions. You need that feedback from yourself. Like, dang, what am I doing? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to be in life? You need that because that's a wake-up call. If you don't ever question yourself, like, what are you doing in life? Then eventually you're going to run into the wrong people or you're going to run into the wrong crowd. You're going to run into the wrong crowd and you're going to realize, man, I wasted five years running, running behind people that didn't inspire me to be better than who I am today. I thank God every day. I say, I speak everything to existence. I say, thank you, God, for leading me to the right people that support me. Thank you, God, for organic relationships. Thank you, God, for the people that love me for CJ. No, not don't love me because I have something or I'm beneficial to you. You know, it's okay if you 18, if you're a male or male or female, it's okay to be lost. It's okay to go find yourself again. I had to go find myself again. I think the hardest part about going and finding yourself is doing it alone because you're not going to have everybody with you when you go through your process of like healing. And I'm going to be real and I'm still healing from what I've been through. Because I allowed myself to shut down and I allowed myself to I allow myself to lie to my own self. I lie to my own self saying I'm okay, but knowing deep down inside certain things or I think about something it'll trigger me. And it's like I catch myself having ten or 15 scenarios within three minutes and you know what you put what you think it gets put out so i always say i say thank you god for allowing those dreams or those scenarios that i had i thank you for allowing them not to come to pass (laughs) you know um yeah go ghost like like i said I had to figure myself out. It's certain things that I'm still trying to heal from. And I ain't going to lie, I'm not perfect, but I'm honest. Because certain things that I do think about still hurts because it's like, dang, what did I do? But you can't question that because God did it for a reason. If you was hanging out with 15 people and God separated you from all 15 that means that God either heard something, he heard a conversation, not if. Or that means uh, he did. You know what I'm trying to say. But, like, if God separated you from all 15 people, he heard a conversation that you didn't hear. Or if you figuring out why you're going through certain things alone or you're going through the worst, maybe, not maybe, God called you or somebody in heaven picked you to take that battle. What you go through, you got to tell that next person. 
you going through that so you can tell that next person what you went through. Your your struggle is your testimony. So you got to go through certain fires. You got to go through certain storms to tell the next person, your daughter, your son, whoever it is. You got to tell that next person. Because that's what that's that just comes with life, you know, you're going to have your trials and errors, your trials and tribulations. You're going to have your ups and downs. And you got to be able to conquer the good and the bad. You just can't pray for the good and then stop praying. And then when the bad comes, then you're like, all right, God, I'm back. Nah, you got to pray for the good and you got to pray for the bad. You got to pray for the bad. I had to, it took me a while to let go of what I went through because I had this type of, I ain't gonna lie, it's, I had this type of anger, like, I ain't do nothing. What did I do? I kept asking myself, what did I do? Why would they do me like that? But it's a reason why they did that. Obviously, they treated you like that because that's how they felt about you. And then God has a higher calling for you. Then letting you know that, like, not everybody can go. Not everybody can go where you're going. And that's the hardest part because you letting go of a friendship that was recent or you letting go someone that you used to care for, that you loved, that you prayed over, that you hugged, that y'all told stories, y'all slept at each other's house. You know what I'm saying? Y'all did so much, and it's the memories that get to you, so you start guilt-tripping yourself. I used to be like that. I used to guilt-trip myself, and sometimes I still do. But I know that's like the enemy because... The enemy try to distract you when you're on the right path or you're getting closer to the, to your calling, your destiny. You know? Go ghost. Go figure yourself out. Take that a long time and build character, build your value, build yourself as a man or a woman. You know, build yourself up. And I want to also talk about this. Whatever job you working, give it at 110%. Because... Even when you think nobody is watching, somebody is watching. I mean, one day I was about to litter, and uh, uh, my mentor, Doc, he was like, what you doing? I said, I'm finna throw this out the trash. I said, I'm finna throw this out the door. He said, you can do it, but just remember, just because I ain't paying attention don't mean nobody else ain't. And I said, why you gotta always throw knowledge and wisdom in there? Throw quotes. He's like, I'm just saying. And I realize what he's talking about. If you lollygag on a job, but you want to be a millionaire, you think you're going to get a millionaire outcome? No, you're going to give. Whatever you give is going to be put out. So don't expect for you to be a millionaire and you have a lazy work ethic. And this is why I want to give a shout-out to Kevin Samuels. You know, rest rest, uh, rest his soul. But he was like, if you're not working 60 hours a week, what are you doing? Last year, I was barely working five hours. No job wanted to hire me. And you know why? It's because I spoke something. I said I would never work for another company. I had to go through a whole year of not working. But I, God gave me a company. 
but I had to work a whole year. I really wasn't even working. So I was just basically a whole year, I was just having clients, but on my tail the rest of the day or playing the game or talking to my son. Then I re- then when I opened, when God opened my eyes at 24, it's like, oh yeah, it's different. It's life now. It's life. So I thank Kevin Samuels because it taught me to work harder. What I went through, the things that I overcame or the cycles that I'm breaking, you know, um, it's because one, like my work ethic and I speak life into it. But man, if you're a man, man, at least try to work 60 hours. I work 63 hours a week, 14 hours a day. Last year, you won getting this out of me. You was not getting this out of me. I was not working, no, 60 hours a week. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> I was not doing that at all. I was not working no 63 hours a week. I was just working like 40. Go home, talk to my son, play the game. But I'm telling all you men and women, if you want to be great, work them hours. Like, grind hard. Like, grind. Because somebody wants to be like you. Somebody either want to be like you or they want to work for you, or they just want to be around you. And I don't know if I'm putting that in a context where like it's making sense to y'all, but like every somebody is paying attention to you. You may not think they're paying attention, but they're paying attention to you. So if you go hard on your job and they don't like it, and you just come in there with a great attitude, you come in there positive, and you smiling, but you you know you happy. They going to sit back and look like, why is he so happy? Why is she so happy? What makes her so happy on her job and this job is trash? So one day she probably going to ask you or he probably going to ask you, what motivates you to keep going? Oh, well, my son, knowing what I want to do in life, I want my son to work for me. I want my son to be a million times better than me, <laughs> you know? I'm just like, dang, I ain't never thinking like that. Or knowing that, I was down bad. I stayed in the hotel. You know, work hard so you don't, so your children don't have to work harder. You doing all the hard labor now so your children can just be born into wealth. Grind, like for real, grind. It's so much money out here, grind. You can do whatever. You can work at McDonald's and still get 60 hours. I had to put my pride to the side because I was working at a company that I didn't like. People was childish. They were saying things about me. You know what I'm saying? Just laughing. And I felt like they was trying me. But that's how I felt. Now, could that be the reason? No. But I was working a job that I didn't like. But my goal was to be better than I where, where I was before. Because I... Before that, I was in the hotel. I was with, um, you know, people that really didn't rock with me the way I thought they was going to rock with me. And I had to learn not everybody that you love, love you the same way. So I had 
to go through that fire. Now, mind you, it's going back to spiritual uh, spirit of discernment, like knowing when to cut loose ends, knowing when to leave people alone. You know, that's one of the reasons that motivates me, because I know where I came from and I know where I'm at now. I'm at peace now. And I'm working these hours because I know what I want to do in life. I know what I want to do in life. Like, grind hard. Not everybody going to tell you a 9 to 5 save lives. Shout out to Mr. Keep It Simple. Working a 9 to 5, it looks bad to social media. But a lot of people on social media don't even have a job. Their job is social media. You know? So they get paid off their looks. They get paid off their likes. So it's not a bad thing. But certain people dumb that job down because they have a higher job. Don't let nobody down you or belittle you because you don't work the same job they do. You don't have as many, you don't get as many hours they get. You don't get the pay that you want, but they get more pay. You don't get the raise that you want. And I had to realize, man, no matter where I'm at, I got to grind. Because if I worry about what people think or where I work, that means they live in rent-free in my head. You can't let people tell you what type of job to work to make you feel like you worth something. I know what that feels like. I'm so serious. I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to get paid twenty dollars a week twenty dollars an hour but only for three hours for like three days and still feel like nothing like dang i'm asking the mother my child for money because i'm barely surviving that motivates me to go hard every day i promise y'all that motivates me to go hard every day because i was asking i was borrowing money last year and the bible talks about I'm a lender, not a bar. I'm a he- I'm the head and not the tail. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. I was the last last year. I'm not saying I'm the first, but I know that I wasn't where I needed to be. I wasn't where I needed to be. Bro, grind. I don't care where you're working at. If you're working at McDonald's, Grind. Just because you're working at McDonald's don't mean you're going to stay at McDonald's. Even if you do, work your tail off so you can be a CEO. Work your tail off so you can be the manager, the branch manager, the general manager, the regional manager. Think above and beyond. Don't just think like, man, I'm working at McDonald's and everybody making fun of me. Nah, you collecting a check, even if it's a $400 check. Y'all, last year I was getting paid 300 I mean... Uh, a couple months ago, when I was working at this company, I was getting paid five hundred a week. That's okay, but that's not where I wanted to be. God blessed me with a company to where I written it down. I didn't say like I wanted to be at this company where I'm at. I just prayed that I'm at a company where I'm loved, to where I don't feel the disrespect, to where I don't feel like I'm less than just because you have. A better title, excuse me. You know what I'm saying? I I prayed for it and God and it came into fruition. I written it down. It's even on my phone. I written it down. 
So just because you working at McDonald's, McAllister's, uh, Jersey Mike's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a trash car sales lot, whatever, whatever you do, grind because you're, we are young, but we ain't young forever. If you 18 all the way to 44, whatever age you are, grind, grind. I feel like it's important for your 20s is it's to set you up for your 30s. Your 30s is to set you up for your 40s. Whatever you're doing right now is going to dictate how you're going to be in your 30s. I didn't realize that I was doing better than a lot of people, but at that time, I didn't feel like it because I felt like I didn't have uh, a car. I was less than somebody. I felt like I didn't have my own spot. I was. I felt like I was less than. For real. I felt like I was less than that person because they had, uh, they had something that I didn't have. No matter where you at, that's just like a stepping stone. If you at McDonald's and you trying to work your way up to be uh, a CEO at the Benz car lot, or you trying to be uh, a construction worker or a boss, whatever you want to do, you got to start somewhere. You can't start where a job to where you think you're going to just get it. You got to start somewhere. And that's what I wish I'd have learned earlier. I thought when you graduated college, shoot, you was gonna get that job that you wanted. No, you gotta work for that. Faith without works is dead. So if you praying for it, but you're not moving or you're not working towards that goal or you're not trying to get to where you wanna be, then it's not gonna ever happen. You're gonna always tell yourself, I'm just waiting on that right time. Sometimes there is no such thing as a right time. You just got to go do it. And then that time, the timing will fall in place. You know, timing will fall in place. I've been 18. It's crazy saying that. But I've been 18. I've been 19. I've been all of that. I wish I had the work ethic that I have now. And then I feel like I would have been in a better situation. But I'm not mad at where I'm at. I'm I'm grateful. Thank God. I'm grateful. I'm really just giving y'all game. Just telling y'all like just grind. You know. Grind for where you want to be. Every day I, I just tell God like thank you. Lord don't let me mess up a good opportunity. Or don't let me fall in the right trap. Don't let me fall to where I can't get back up. Knowing that my son depended on me, I can't do that now. So I gotta work. That's my that's my that's my biggest motivation. God and my son. For real. If I fall off today, I gotta get up tomorrow. I got to. I got to, because if I don't get up now, that's gonna be like a generational curse to where my son gonna stop working. And I broke the generational curse because my mom told me my dad, it was hard for my dad to keep a job. It was hard for me to keep a job. My mom said my dad would get mad at the job, go off, ready to fight, and quit. And that was like me. Because I'm my dad's child. You know what I'm saying? I'm my dad's son. So, the long uh, last year was the, lo the longest that I worked at a job, and that was nine months. 
nine months. That was the longest in my life. In my life, I never done that before. And then it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy because I had a young, I had a young, a young child mindset. It's like, man, I found like I can just go to the next job. You can't do that to every company because certain people can just stop you from going to that next company because of your work ethic or because you quit. You know, your name going to carry. Your name either is going to ring bells or it's going to have a bad reputation. You don't want your name to have a bad reputation. You don't. So when people say your name, it's like, oh, Clarence James? Oh, yeah. Like, no, nah, he's he thorough. That's a hardworking man. He loved his son. He, he, he grinding, you know? You want them to speak life into you. When you at your company, you want them to speak life. Speak life. Just because that person, just because they are your manager, don't let them feel comfortable enough to belittle you. Because I've been at a company to where they they felt like they could talk to me any type of way because of their title. And I had a couple of run-ins, not like a fight, but I had a couple of run-ins to where I had to tell someone like, hey, don't talk to me like that. Don't talk to me like that because I'm not a child and don't make me feel like I'm less than. No, because if you make me feel like I'm less than, I'm going to feel some type of way. It's basically telling me, like, I this how, when I think of or when I hear, like, belittling or gaslighting, things like that, I feel like that person is telling me, shut up, I'm your master, do this. Everybody has, like, a different way of putting things together, but, like, I know my way of thinking when it comes to that. It's like you basically telling me, shut up. I do whatever you tell me. Yeah, I do do whatever you want me to do because you are the boss, but it's the way you say it. You know how people say it? it's not what you say, it's how you say it? A lot of my altercation as far as like getting to someone is how they said things. You can't allow anybody to make you feel like you're not worth something. Because if you do, they're going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. It's like, oh, man, that's that's Peter. Like, you can talk to Peter any type of way. Like, come here, Peter, with your bitch ass. You know, I had to get on to a guy about that. I don't like that word. You can't call me a bitch. You can't call me a bitch and then just laugh like, ah, this, this is a bitch ass nigga. No, I had to talk to this plenty of people. Without fighting, I had to let go of that fighting stuff like three years ago. I had to let that go. But you can't allow people to do that because if you do do that, then you making it an easy target for you to be like, you can talk to him any type of way because he's not going to do anything. You don't want to be that type of man or woman. I've been in that situation to where it's like, man, I was just quiet because I'm selective on what I give my energy to or conversation to. And a lot of times I didn't talk because I was observing them and I didn't like their energy. So I'd be quiet. 
but don't let no one regardless y'all the same age younger older don't let anyone belittle you because if you do if you let somebody slide they're gonna start ice skating for real if it makes you uncomfortable then you need to say something it took me a while i was afraid of confrontation i'm for real as much as I like to fight, the reason why I avoid confrontation is because I know myself. Every y'all y'all know you y'all know yourselves. I know me. If I feel, and it could be wrong, I could be wrong, but if I feel like you disrespecting me, I'm gonna be ready to fight you. Because that's just how I feel. Like I told one of my partners the other day, I said, bro, it's not about what you say to a person, it's how you make them feel. So if you grew up without a father or mother, but you got that auntie and uncle that's there every step of the way and they love you and they hug you, don't you think that'll one day make them be a better parent, a better father, a better mother? That'll Because of the love that they shown, they made that young lady or that man feel loved. So if, if something makes you uncomfortable, Say it, but you don't got to say it in a way to where I got to fight you. You don't got to say it in a way like that. Just be like, hey, I ain't like what you said. I This how I am as a man. This how I am as a lady. I like to be addressed as this. I don't want to be addressed as, oh, what's up, bitch ass nigga? Because that just sounds like you got a problem or you just want to start shit. You know, don't let, don't be afraid to let it be known. I was afraid of confrontation because maybe this person would react like this. Maybe this person gonna say this or ready to fight. So now I gotta be in defensive mode. Now, you know, when I was younger, I used to hang around people that I was afraid of at one point because I didn't, I didn't have no role model. My dad was in my life, but he wasn't in my life. So I learned a lot of things that I learned now from my mom, from my uncle, from uncles, my cousins. You know what I'm saying? They were my like my dads, my my big bros. My mom was like, shoot, all in one. And I'm not bashing my dad, but I tried to find myself through gangs, three gangs. I tried to find myself through three gangs. And it didn't work out. They loved me. Still to this day, we cool. But they told me, like, bro, CJ, the route you going, bro, I hope you know this come, you know, you know, what come with it. I was like, yeah, I know, man. I'm just trying to get in. But I was like, nah, CJ, it's blood in, blood out. And I ain't understand what that meant. So if you locked in, you locked in. Only way you got to get out, you either got to kill somebody that you love or you got to kill yourself type stuff. You got to kill somebody that you love. You know, I had to figure myself out eventually through, like, my parents. Well, as far like, my mom. I had to figure myself out. I had to, you know, try to fit in because I seen the handshakes that they had. I seen the women that they had. I seen all of this. So I was like, man, I want to be a part of that. Because I knew what it felt like not to be a part of something. Like, all my life, I've been overlooked. 
even I, I, I even I still have this podcast. I still get overlooked. Still get overlooked. As a basketball trainer, I get overlooked. You know, people acknowledge people see it, but they want to acknowledge like, hey, see, you doing your thing. Only a few people. So I tried to fit in. I hung out with people that I knew that could potentially beat me up. So I would hang out with them so I can be close to them. So they, if they had a problem, you know what I'm saying, they wouldn't be mad at me. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't fight me. I'm being real. I'm being real. I, I, I know I'm kind of going all over. But for all the men and women, it's not to, to where you think like it's cool to fit in. Or it's cool to get in the game, bro. It's not. You don't got to be cool. You don't got to gain respect by being with a group to where you got to catch a body to get respect. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to catch a body to get respect. You can get respect by being a great father. You can get respect by being a great mother. You can be. You can get respect by just being a great person. You can be a uh, get respect by just being you. I didn't know how to be myself. At a certain point of time in my life, I'm y'all. I'm being so real. This on Southwest. The CJ that y'all see now, I wasn't that CJ then. I had to figure myself out, and I had to be real myself last year. But this year, I started being real myself more often. Like, bro, now this really do make you feel some type of way. So say something about it to yourself. CJ, you don't gotta think it's cool to catch a body to get respect by the people that you look that you looked up to to get respect from. I used to do that. I used to do that. I used to try to get respect by proving myself to somebody that I want to be a part of that group. Or I used to prove myself to people that I didn't need to prove myself to. For all the men and women to where you feel like you gotta prove yourself to somebody. You don't have to do that. You don't got to catch a body for them to make you feel wanted, to make you feel loved. Okay, let's say you catch that body. You got to go home with that guilt. You got to think about that stuff every day. You got to think about that stuff every day. So be you. I had to go figure myself out from when I was trying to join gangs to be loved by people and a lot of things didn't work out. I always question God, like God, why didn't work why this why uh why didn't um everything that I wanted to do didn't work out? Cause it I it just wasn't meant. It wasn't meant for being for me to be in the game. It wasn't meant. I hung around people like I said that I was afraid of at one point. But then I had to stick up for myself. I'm being real I had to stick up for myself. That's when I started getting my swagger. Because I wanted to be like the next person. I wanted to. Dang, I seen them handshakes. Dang, I see the girls that they got. I see the money that they had. So I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted. I Still to this day. Like I said, the love that I got shown. I still carry that same love. I'll give that love back. But I know that love probably not going to be the same. You know what I'm saying? Certain, everybody has their seasons. And there's a, a time and place for everything. I know that certain relationships are not good to rekindle because everything is not meant 
for it to be like that anymore. Everything is not meant for certain things. Certain people are not meant to come with you in life. Some people are just meant to just be your booster and I'm like, all right, appreciate it. I wanted to be loved by like people that had that one uncle, that one cousin that knew everybody, but didn't know me. I was that type of person. I still am. You know, I still, I like organic stuff. So whenever somebody was like, oh, what up, Nunu? What up? What up, KK? What up? What up? Uh, What up, CJ? You know what I'm saying? Everybody had their own names. I didn't have no names. So I tried to get in. I tried to fit in. So I was like, man, I want a name. I want to I wanna do whatever y'all doing so, I can, so people can say my name like that. So everybody, when they see you, they see me as well. Or, you know, when y'all go out, I go with y'all. Like, oh, see that you going to the block party? See that you going to this, you going to that? I wanted to be a part of that, but God didn't allow that to be like that. And I used to question God, like, God, I wanted to go to that party. I wanted to go to that party on Bowman. I wanted to go to that party in the East End and the West End. I tried to fit in everywhere that God did not want me. I promise you. I tried to fit in all of that. All of it. And God did not let it happen. I always have been overlooked and misunderstood. And I know everybody is not meant to understand me. That's for God to do. But I was that type of person to where in the game, like, coaches would look over me. Mm, look right at me and then go get the next person. I know what that feels like, cause I tried to be a part of, I tried to be a part of a group. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't for me. I'm telling you, I'm the reason why I'm explaining this. I'm I'm telling y'all this stuff is because I don't want you to go through what I had to go through. I I literally tried to figure myself out through so many people, through so many groups. I tried to fit in. You don't have to fit in. And I know it's cliche. But you don't have to fit in. What's meant for you will be meant. I remember they was trying to jump me in blood. You know what I'm saying? I don't, y'all, some of y'all may not know this. But um, back in, when I was in Little Rock um, in Southwest, you, they had gangs like Ho Hop, Maui, and, you know, Paru. You know what I'm saying? And Bogart. And uh, what was it? Brick Squad. I was going to be a part of Bogart. If y'all know, y'all know. Bogart and Maui, Hoha, Paru, Damu, all of them gangs, I wanted to be a part of that. So one day they was like, all right, after class, I went to Covenant Keepers. And I ain't going to say the people that did it, but uh, they know who they are. Um, You know, I tried to, you know, get in. So they was like, all right, CJ, cool. Post up after here. Uh, post up outside at uh, lunch or no fifth period so I went outside it's like so you ready I was like yeah they was like once you uh, I want to let you know once you in this shit you ain't getting out and I was like what you mean they was like oh, you ain't getting out it's blood in blood out so I was like what I gotta do right it was like it's 30 seconds we get to whoop your ass I'm like oh hell no like you ain't finna whoop my ass like hell no I ain't going for that I'm a swing so they're like, oh, no, nah, this ain't how they go, see they? So I was like, you know, it's cool. 
It's like, why you bitching out now? I was like, nah, it's cool. But they respected me. They respected me. I grew up with people like Justin Walker, you know, Bobby Banks, um, Greg, Grant, you know what I'm saying? I grew up around Greg Bagley. You know, that was my guy back in the day when I was in Little Rock. You know, I grew up with people like that. I hung around people like that. That was a part of gangs. That was because I wanted to just get that feel. I didn't get that love that I wanted from my dad. So I tried to look. I tried to look at places or tried to be in certain spaces to where I didn't need to be there. You know, I wanted to be a part of that. Like, I don't listen, I'm telling y'all this because y'all don't have to go through what I went through. I went through so much hurt because I wanted to be a part of it. I seen the women that they had. I seen the handshakes. I was like, dang, that's fire. I want to throw up the, you know, I want to throw up the set. I want to say I'm from here. I'm from there. I tried to do all of that. You don't got to do that. You don't have to do what I did. I'm going to make sure that I tell my son, you don't got to do what I tried to do. I tried to do that ain't make sense. You don't got to do what I tried to do. You don't got to do that. That ain't, that's why I'm in my son's life. So he can't do what I did. That is real talk. That's why I'm in my son's life. I don't want him going down the same path as I did. And I ain't go down the path to where it's like, I had to get shot. I had to do that. But God was just protecting me. He had his grace over me. It's God's grace that I didn't get in any of that. You know, I tried to fit in. I did, because I know what it's like to be overlooked. Like I, like I said, y'all, I seen people that had friends that knew them. And I, I wanted to be a part of that. Like, dang, they don't know my name. Dang, I need a hood name. Maybe I need to be a part of a hood. Maybe I need to be a part of a gang to be loved. But I noticed that people that are in gangs, some they have family, but most of them don't have their parents. They raised by their grandparents and their grandparents can't do enough to get them out because they in too deep. But it was nothing but God's grace that like I'm here today to explain and to tell y'all men and women because mostly of my listeners are men. You don't have to fall down your father or your uncle or your cousin or your brother footsteps to be respected. You don't got to catch your body to be respected. You don't, you don't got to sell dope to be respected. You don't got to be a character that you are not. You don't have to. I'm telling y'all this because I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute to be somebody that I wasn't. And one day you're going to have to be real with yourself. Like, bro, are you you not really from there? I'm not really in the game. You got to tell yourself that because sometimes social media... And the music can tell you that you're something that you're not. Now, I know where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? But you don't have to do the most to be wanted. You don't have to do the most to be loved, bro. As long as you ask God for organic people, as long as you ask God for the right guidance, he going to bring you those right people, the right person. The right husband, you know, wife, the career, the the path that you want. You don't got to do the most to be where you want to be in life. People fit in because 
bro, they don't have nobody. I was like that. I didn't have nobody. I didn't have like that role model. I didn't have no big brother. I wanted that big brother. My I I looked for other big brothers and to and 